Sorry about this chair. Also, in the email to I'm gonna <laughs> in the email with the Burlington, um I said that it was a launch party for a podcast that my management company was launching. So that's what they're doing. Right. And then in the email back, though, I'm a dumbass, and I literally said something about how, oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's my birthday, so that'll be better. <laughs> I don't know what my brain my I could My brain was fried all fucking day. I couldn't do anything right. Nothing that I did today was, like, good. We got up and went to work. That's pretty fucking good. I just did a bad job you at work. You didn't do a bad job. Did anyone die? Did anything catch on fire? Did anyone complain? No. Okay. Okay. You're great. You're brilliant. Funny. You're doing damn good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Start this shit. bimbos, himbos, and bembos, welcome or welcome back to my corner of the internet. I'm Alexa, and this is the Bimbo Night School, your complete guide to dating, relationships, and just plain surviving yourself in your 20s. Um, yeah, hi. Hey. <laughs> God, you fucker. It's been a minute. Um, I haven't posted an episode in several months of just kind of been getting my bearings and kind of figuring out what I want this show to be, what I want it to mean. And, um, yeah, my lovely better half is here there today. Um, (laughs) you're, you're there. (laughs) Dear God, I I just, yeah, I, um, have recorded this episode twice now and, uh, have been having a really tough time trying to figure out how to teach you hoes how to be better yous because I'm not necessarily the greatest me right now. So why am I, like, allowed to give that advice, you know? Because you're hot. <laughs> Duh. Shut up. But then I realized maybe advice is kind of subjective and <laughs> you can kind of take it or leave it. Um, but with that being said... I did want to do an episode that meant a lot to me today um, and kind of get back into it with something that I've been contemplating a lot and that I've been kind of trying to figure out how to understand a lot. And with that being said, let's just get right into it. Um, The topic for today is misogyny and how bimbos deal with it. We've been through this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, I guess having a male perspective on, like, I would also love to get your take on, like, growing up around, like. Dude, I couldn't play soccer. You know how good at soccer I was? Fucking good. And they thought that the sport was too feminine? Can I just say what they thought? Yeah. They thought it was gay. 
That's stupid. Yeah, I know. And we'll get into that. Um, so, um, yeah, with that being said, here the fuck we are. Welcome back. I missed you all so much. Welcome I missed doing back. this, even though I just had a, like, 25 minute breakdown on how I don't know whether I should do this show anymore. Um, here I am. Someone uh, tweet at her later. <laughs> After you're done listening to this, tweet at her. On uh, her Vimbo page, <laughs> on her personal page, and be like, look, bitch, you're doing this shit. Yeah. You chose this life. Yeah. That's all right. You're doing. Fine. Here I am. Um, so here it is. Misogyny and how bimbos deal. Um, so jumping into it, what is what was your earliest memory of what misogyny is? Um, or like understanding well what I it is even or even I didn't knowing. even know what that was until like 2016. Like yeah. I, I like okay. I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it had a word. Mm-hmm. It was just like this feeling that was like you're a pussy if you do this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you're not a man if you d- if you do, like, certain things. Mm-hmm. And even, like, uh, God bless my mother. I love that woman. But, like, she literally gets mad that I paint my fingernails. Yeah. Like, she gets mad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, sh- that's, like, later on in life. But my earliest is probably the whole soccer thing. Yeah. Like, excuse me. <laughs> Spongebob, what was it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, my earliest, I mean, you know my grandfather he was like professional soccer player right he was my coach he was like everything he'd go to every single game he'd teach me how to play like mm-hmm. dude like i was nasty like i was stupid good at soccer and just the culture i grew up in was like football hockey or you're the f word yeah and um i was like well i don't want to be that like yeah i'm like six like you're right you're like an outcast now or yeah. you know what i mean like i don't know how to, i didn't right. know how to deal with those feelings and where i come from like very a lot of caucasoids a lot of like wealthy families and stuff so you know i'm already fighting an uphill battle and then to be like uh what are they called like uh all field fairy mm-hmm. and um i was like well i don't want to be a field fairy so i just stuck with baseball i was like half decent at baseball but not like i was at soccer yeah and um you know, I'm kind of glad that I didn't play soccer because I'd be in, like, Portugal right now, <laughs> not here. <laughs> but, no, you know, but, yeah, that's probably my earliest where it's just, like, huh. you can't do this because it's literally the the whole rational rationale behind it is just, like, that's gay. So you can't do that. And, like, me being six and my, you know, cult- the culture that I was immersed in, the yeah. people that I was surrounded by, like, reinforced that in you. And you're just, like, okay, yeah, not doing that. Right. And then you have, like you develop like prejudices for other people right that like were instilled in you b- uh, for the things that you did and now you're putting that on other yeah. people so you know what i'm trying to say yeah it's just no like that's it's a great point fucked. i hadn't thought of it uh, like that and that's that's kind of like the that's kind of one of the many byproducts of misogyny itself is like toxic masculinity in that sense yes and like i would say yeah the de- so the dictionary definition of misogyny is the dislike of contempt for or ingrained preju- prejudice against women. So not necessarily that those examples apply to women in those in yeah, that sense. Yeah, I still don't get it. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's 2022, still not, still not fucking. No, you, you get it. Like, in that sense of, like, that there's a stereotype of things that are assigned to certain types of people or 
people that have right or people that have certain gender identities or certain even sexual orientations that like those assignments are negative or threatening even to like masculine people and those are like that's a misogynic misogynistic issue in itself so that yeah that was that was a good example of like how misogyny breeds toxic masculinity in a roundabout way um so uh getting further into it misogyny that we've experienced in our careers school or home lives um so obviously like you can't experience misogyny per se because you're a man but you can witness other people yeah, and that's and that's kind of like the perspective that i was hoping that you would bring to it too is like yeah. you behind closed doors i think young women and even just young non like stereotypical men like macho men like mm-hmm. really would love to know what happens behind closed doors like and what's said and like those types of things like that happen at the expense of women so i guess i'll start start it with you and kind of flip that well, question we on earlier actually kind of like about um uh, the point you're on to just girlfriends oh yeah yeah just kind of like yeah so so this, this is a this great fr- example this co-worker kind of friend of mine i guess co-worker we'll say co-worker. yeah so he he has a he has a girlfriend who um he now will has never be hot enough will never right. be tasteful enough will right. never you know live up to his standard yeah. and um just always bashes her and we were talking about that today mm. literally today and we were just like what what the fuck is the matter with this guy like right. they have a fucking condo a dog like right. getting married and shit and it's yeah. like what the fuck like like why are you doing this to her like and those are all great examples of, like, I would love for you to recall back to even, like, when you were younger. Yeah. And thinking about times when, like, you'd be in a group of all guys and, like, people I think it goes would back be... back to the playground, honestly. Like, even when you're little, yeah, just, like, having this, like, us versus them mentality. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. when does that, yeah, when did you feel like that started and, like, what are some examples of that, like, being presented? Um, I would say in, like, first or second grade, um in kindergarten oddly enough you didn't like get to play with like the big kids it was like kindergarten recess Mm -hmm. so everyone was like still pretty cool in kindergarten Mm -hmm. but uh like first and second grade you were with the rest of the grammar school so Mm -hmm. first through fifth and uh, like everyone wanted to play kickball it was always kickball 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 and none of the girls were ever allowed to play because they -hmm. couldn't kick the ball far enough or like they weren't fast enough and then eventually, like, we had to go into, like, uh, this giant assembly about, like, inclusion. And, like, this is in the early 2000s. This is before, like, inclusion was even a thing. You get what I'm trying to like say? Like, even a hot topic or, yeah. like, a buzzword. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And um, so, yes, yeah, so we had this assembly about how, like, the girls have to play with the boys and the boys have to play with the girls and everything has to be fair and whatnot. And all of the guys, like, that were around me were just like, fuck that they stopped playing kickball and then they would go have i ever taken you over to field yeah i passed there a few times so like there's this big concrete part that's where we play kickball 
But then after that assembly, I, wow, this is so crazy. You just unlocked like a core fucking memory. <laughs> uh, so that's where we would usually play. And like all the cool kids would kick it over the building because it was mm-hmm. like a really low building. And we were like, oh, so badass. You know, it's Friday. But <laughs> um, once the girls started playing, you know, they were like, fuck this shit. I'm out. And they went around to the big field and they would just play like three on three or like four on four only guys and it was like the intense like we're playing kickball me and you in recess we're playing kickball it's gonna be sick and like those are the same motherfuckers that you know i'm totally blue collar backer these are the same motherfuckers that like peaked in high school and now all do plumbing and construction and like yeah which is cool it's fine but like good jobs but just like they didn't they didn't live up to their fucking potentials like this one or they did or they didn't like even live up to like what they claimed to be right or yeah, like exactly. wha- how how much like they decided like they wanted to shit on everyone else exactly like, and yeah. um the funniest thing i don't want to like name drop anyone but this girl sydney um she was like a stud athlete like disgusting and they still would never fucking pick her for anything and um she went on to be like collegiate um sports in uh in madison or something like that yeah and her husband is on the fucking vikings mm-hmm. like no one from my hometown's on the vikings you know yeah. what i mean shit like that right it's like bro yeah exactly fuck off you're six yeah so yeah th- those probably are great it's probably my earliest yeah those are really great examples that kind of that story in itself just kind of like reminded me a lot of of those types of situations like when you're younger and you're going to you're going to school and like you're trying to understand like why we're different but also like how we can kind of try to be the same and i just remember like girls having to try to be very like stereotypically masculine in order to try to even be remotely accepted by i'm such a tomboy yeah like like you know i'm so into this or like i i'm very very good at x y and z well now like those are just like picking girls right and that and that's what like that breeds though it's like yeah. misogyny does breed that too like yeah. misogyny breeds picking girls misogyny breeds the toxically like masculine type of stereotypes Wha- like what's that show you were talking about um all the girls on that show are like fucking cracked like shot like uh mm. the show with the fucking dude on tiktok Mm. You literally were just talking about it like ten minutes ago. The dude that I fucking hate, he's bald. Wait, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What the fuck? Uh, there's what does he do though? Oh, he has a podcast and he has women. Oh, guests. Fresh and Fit. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the Fresh and Fit podcast. Yeah, all the girls on that show. Yeah. Talk about fucking pick me girl. Like, bro, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it it's all just it just all comes off very brainwashed and like literally and sexist. Literally. And I think that yes, misogyny like breeds a lot of those it's types like of ideals it's because like incels for chicks. Right. Well, and the whole idea is that but the idea behind pick me like quote unquote pick me girls and if for those people that haven't heard that like saying before, I guess it would just be like you know, women that try to conform to the stereotypical ideas of, like, of masculinity out of the sole purpose of being accepted by men. Yeah, like, they like sports, and they drink fucking canned beer. Right. And they like barbecue. Yeah. 
I don't know. What the fuck is I manly? Only <laughs> have, I only have male friends. Yeah. And X, Y, Z. Which, like, if you really genuinely do only have male friends, like, that's a different story. But, like, it, if it com- becomes a selling point for your character, right. that's when you're probably trying to use the whole, like, quote-unquote pick-me thing. And uh, all of that comes from, and this is really fucking sad, the idea that if you hate stereotypical feminine ideas as much as men do, then you'll be accepted by men. No. And that's what's fucked up. That's the, that's the real issue. And, um, yeah, I, I think that that starts when we're really young. And I think that the stereotypically, like, like tomboy-type mm-hmm. girls often feel like they are the only ones that can be accepted by, like, their male counterparts. And that's sad in itself and i don't think we even recognize it until we're older if we recognize it ever at all right and i think a a lot of times our parents breed that too when they're like oh you know um you know like you you should be involved in this thing right or like you should do this or because like you're a woman and or you should do this because you're a man and you know like the idea of like breeding those ideas from when we're such a young age Mm -hmm. It never leaves unless you're able to somehow, like, miraculously educate yourself and check it later right. on in life. But it doesn't. Hey. It d- er, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't just go away. No. Like, and that never just disappears. I think there is a little bit of a silver lining um, to that point where, like, I would say, are we in the same generation? Yeah, right? Yeah. Why, yeah, why not? not? Um, I think, like, families that are, you know, if that's even going to be a thing anymore, like, making fucking kids yeah quite literally yeah um but i think families in the future are going to do a lot better job because they're not upholding like fucked up traditional values Mm -hmm. and stuff like that right so um we watched euphoria i mean we've seen the entire thing yeah shut up (laughs) uh we watched it at a friend's house the other day and there's this scene with rue and her mom and her mom was like so are you and um and Jules. And Jules. Jules. <laughs> Jules. What is Jules? Uh, a thing. And Rue was like, I don't know, kind of, maybe. And it was like, bro, I want my kid to come home and not be like, yo, I'm gay. I want my kid to come home and be like, yo, this is my boyfriend. Right. Yo, this is my boyfriend. Sick, dude. Do you want pasta? Because we're vegetarian. We're making gnocchi. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I, I feel like that's the only silver lining with yeah. um, bringing awareness to issues like that now. Yeah. Because it'll be less instilled like it was for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I can only hope that we don't accidentally, like, you know, make those those types of comments, like, to, to our kids. Because that's just, like, mm. how we grew up. And, like, that's how the society we were raised in surrounds themselves. Like, and this is not necessarily a misogynistic example. Well, I don't know. It could translate into one eventually. But the whole idea of, like, young girls coming home and be like, Johnny pushed me onto the ground today and, like, punched me. Yeah. And, like, then her parents being like, oh, well, that means he likes you. No, smack that motherfucker in the jaw. <laughs> Crack that boy. <laughs> yeah, like, those. Th- blood. <laughs> right, and those types of ideas also, like, th- that could be a whole other tangent that I could go down for forever. But those types of ideas also really instill the idea that domestic violence is okay in young girls from... Because they like you. Right, because they like you. Like, that that's... The, he loves you. He has a crush on you. He 
you know, has like admirable feelings towards you. And that's why he's trying to get your attention by physically harming you. And that's where that starts. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to start hitting you. (laughs) (laughs) That is so not where I was going with that. Um, (laughs) But so those are examples from like young one. We were in school and stuff. And then I use this example all the time. But as we get older and we like people start going through puberty and everything Mm -hmm. like the dress codes as you move along throughout your like public school private school career k through 12 career get more and more intense so when you're in middle school like you might be able to get away with some things like if your body's like Like not right yeah like come to its development but then as you move into high school when you're like a full-grown human being it starts to become an issue where all of a sudden women's dress codes so like stereotypically like feminine clothing so like short shorts spaghetti straps like you know just things anything that is comfortable when it's 102 right not even 102 yeah just like regular fucking hot out yeah Yeah. just like things to wear during the summertime um even i like i always tell this story and people are gonna fucking crucify me for telling this story but when i was a junior i got sent home for wearing an office shoulder top. It was a sweater. It was a full length sweater. The only thing you could see on my whole body was the tops of my shoulders and God my collarbone. God forbid. I'll be showing them ankles day. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. The Amish are going to burn me alive. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I, my collarbone was showing. So, I got sent home. I wasn't able to, like, do the rest of my school day. I had, like, half my day left. Um, and your attendance, like, counts in high school, like, for you know this that and the other and you have to take tests in high school all the time throughout your day and i was in a lot of like ap classes and stuff that i had to miss out on so from then after i like tried to change that and luckily eventually my school district did agree to change it wonderful story (laughs) it's a great story so I have I'm gonna frame that shit. <laughs> Shut up. I have like five photos of it. I gotta Google <laughs> search that shit. Y'all go and Google search that shit. <laughs> Rex is an actual hero. <laughs> no, no the the, p- the kids at my high school the kids Kenosha. in my high school district are just able to wear leggings and off the shoulder tops now if they want to and spaghetti straps on top. Why? Well, that's nice. Why? Beca- because I went with a group of girls to my school district board meeting every month until they finally got enough bad press from national press outlets until they finally just had to change it because they didn't have a choice. So. Bless my heart. <laughs> so we uh, were able to change that effectively. But if but for all of the schools that still have those dress codes indoctrinated into them it's just an idea of shame too because i mean if you think about what happens like when you do wear something out of dress code Mm -hmm. you're then sent to the office and then you get either something some schools fucking gym clothes yeah you y'all do that we had we were given options from the lost and found which hadn't ever been washed probably was found in the parking lot in december in mud like, just disgusting, yeah. like, all, like, raggedy clothes. Like, uh, we were given options from the lost and found, or we could go home. Those were our two options. I have, like, a side on that one. Yeah. Um, and I know some school, when I was doing research for this, like, when I was, like, advocating in my district, 
I found a lot of school districts that had t-shirts that you would wear, like, and they were all, like, triple XL, like, like, you know, like, larger sizes, and they were all one size, big, bright orange t-shirts that had lettering on them that was, like, done in, like, marker, like, I got dress coded today, or, like, a shirt, or, yep, um, or, like, a sweatshirt or something to try to, like, cover you and also, like, call attention to the fact that you got dress coded. That's fucked up. So, because, yeah. I thought, like, wearing gym clothes was bad enough. Like, you knew the girls that were in their uh, main south gym PE shirt Mm -hmm. and shorts. And you know what's ironic about the gym shorts? They're shorter than the shorts they were wearing before. Right. But they were issued by a school. Yeah. I just, I don't don't know. We weren't given, like, like issued clothes for gym. We, Mm -hmm. like, had to bring our own. Mm -hmm. But then, like, oftentimes the gym teachers were younger males and didn't dress code anyone for that type of stuff. Yeah. So you'd be wearing, uh, yeah, which is also gross, short, like gym shorts. And then you would change into like your off the shoulder sweater and jeans for the rest of the day and then get dress coded and sent home. So it it was all just super, yeah, super backwards and like just kind of gross. So yeah, that's a great example of that. But uh, on top of that, um, yeah, home lives was an th- was the next one. Yeah, I can't really speak to that one. No, well, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you were raised with just a brother and that, but you did have a mom. That yeah, was yeah, that's why I said maybe I could. Yeah, I guess I'll go first. I was I grew up with um, one younger brother to start, and then later on, I um, my family blended with one other sister for me. And one other brother for me. So then uh, it was it was even. There was two boys, two girls. So we were split right down the middle. And there was my parents were younger, but also still had very traditional mindsets growing up in like middle America in the er, like late nineties. They were you know kind of like becoming full adults, or like early nineties becoming full adults. And um, so then to grow up with the roles of like even just noticing the things that my sister and I were emphasized or, like, pushed towards, like, oh, you should maybe consider this profession or, like, maybe you could be, maybe you'd be really good at this or maybe, uh, you know, you would really enjoy doing this activity, like, student council and theater and dance and volleyball and, like, like stereotypically feminine sports, uh, hobbies, anything like that when you're growing up. And then my brother's, we're all emphasized to be in football and basketball and baseball right. and be good at math and science. And maybe you could be a doctor or maybe or you could be an architect yeah. or an engineer, like, you know, doing different things like that. Um, so those are all things that I feel like growing up, we don't even realize until later. And maybe that's not the fault of our parents, but like generations before them that were just like very traditional well, this gender is roles. hundreds of years of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think I'm finally starting to see a little bit of a shift in, you know, women in industries that stereotypically yeah. aren't their own and kind of being able to speak out on the fact, like, why isn't this my industry? Well, you're like a prime example of that in, like, the music well, industry. And then the other th- – I only actually know one other – personally, one other woman. Um, I have a coworker that goes to, like, welding school. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, like, what girl welds, you know? Yeah, it, yeah, and, like, the... I, and that 
that recalls back to like schools too like when you're in shop class or like home ec when like there's a yeah. man in home ec <laughs> by choice dude <laughs> was that you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i made some crazy velveta mac dude that shit was <laughs> fire they had you making velveta of mac course. and cheese in home ec yeah, of course you gotta melt the cheese oh my god get some noodles i have a horror story that i'll tell you later about home ec oh lord i made the teacher cry oh. in ninth grade that's a good story i don't know if that's a good one <laughs> no probably not <laughs> I was a dickhead. Anyway, but yeah, like, and women in shop classes, like, there were often, I remember that, like, friends in, in middle school and high school, like, sharing stories about how their, their teacher or their peers would make comments about how, like, well, you're gonna have to work extra hard to, like, be right, good at this. Or, like, yeah, good luck making it in this class and whatever. Yeah, and it's, it's so hard to sand wood. Yeah, it's like, it's. However okay. will I sand this wood? Right. <laughs> However, with my dainty women hand, yeah. will I be able to do this? <laughs> Use like this mechanical powered Right. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just push it. Yeah. You just push yeah, it. Just push <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh those are all great examples, I think, too, of just like gender stereotypical gender roles and what it means to be a man or a woman or mm -hmm. even just a non man, like mm -hmm. in to in society when we were growing up mm -hmm. but in regard to home life too i also think that there were more there were pressures in certain areas to do well or like exceed in certain areas for example when my little brother was growing up he never had pressures to like be around a lot of people all the time mm -hmm. or like to you know go out and like go to school dances and <laughs> And, uh, you know, to Seriously do... Seriously, though, he looks like Doritos. Yeah, he... That man, he is a snake. I love yeah, I think he just kind of eats, like, once, and then he's good for, like... Six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but, yeah, and then there are... Uh, yeah, but, no, I would love to hear, like, examples of... Yeah, that's, like, tough. I mean, I just feel like uh, my mom doesn't really get to do what my mom wants to do. Because mm -hmm. uh, my dad just has, like, this financial grip on her mm -hmm. where, um, you know, you have all of this because of me. And, like, the way that I grew up was, like, my dad paid for everything and then my mom paid for, like, fun stuff. That wasn't, like, mm -hmm. Disney World. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, day-to-day, -day, like, go to Chuck E. Cheese and, like, go to the fucking mini park or whatever right and she was also what this is a great segue too is that one big thing that i feel like our society has yet to cross over with is the stereotype of or not stereotype necessarily but like the weird hatred or weird disdain for stay-at-home moms oh yeah. because the amount that stay-at-home moms do is equivalent yeah, if not more to that of like a career bearing like job like workforce oh individual. i think it's way more i think that it shit's 24 hours that bro. you clock out at five and you're you done you don't get paid vacation time from right. being a stay-at-home okay. mom no. you you caretake for the your entire home it's you yeah you don't get vacation time you don't get clocked out you breaks sick leave. you don't get sick leave you don't get any of that yeah. you have to wake you're up and do it regardless yeah. whether you feel like it or not because you're a parent because you're a parent and you don't get paid you don't see 
a financial gain in it at all. And so for I I see a lot of Reddit stories, too, of men that weaponize that against their wives that stay at home and do all of the homemaking, take care of all of their children. And well, that's kind of like my wet dream, to be honest with you. Like, I just really hope you get picked up by Warner, <laughs> and I get to pick up my kids in a Tesla <laughs> and make fucking kale salad. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's really all I want. You do want to work, but I d- it's really sweet that you would be okay do not Dude, doing that, too. Dad, are you kidding me? With the fucking <laughs> baby holster? Are you kidding me? <laughs> He'd look so cute. I man. know. <laughs> I know. I, just, I, I agree with you. I don't know why people shit on stay-at-home moms my mom's a fucking badass dude yeah like and and that's a very very common stereotype too for men to weaponize their finances against the woman that stays home and takes care of their kids okay got another one for you i don't know if i told you this one when no i probably didn't because i wanted to focus on us so um we went to texas remember in the intro she was like we've been here there I've been doing this and that. Yeah, we went to Texas. One of these things was she went to South by <laughs> at an amazing time. We're moving to Austin. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, the whole fucking plane ride. So my dad got in this huge argument with my mom, who gracefully drove us at like 6 a.m., right? Yep, yep. 6 a.m., and she had to go to work after. And uh, so, she, yeah, she's like, no problem, we'll take you, whatever. And so he got in this huge argument with her. And from, you know, you, you, we get past TSA mm-hmm. from then until we get past TSA on the way home. The whole fucking three or four days. Yep. Just bitching about how big of a bitch my mom is mm-hmm. and how she could have half. I don't give a fuck. I don't need her for shit. She doesn't pay for anything, this, that, yeah. and another. And I'm like, dude, shut up. And she works, shut the fuck she up. works a full-time job right now, too, yeah. which is also, like an issue in my eyes that he still weaponizes that against her yeah. and because he does that so much she didn't feel comfortable continuing to do that so she went out and got a job that she hates yeah. in an industry she hates yeah. doing a role that she hates yep. all just so that she can have something that she can prove to well him. there's a two-parter to that too so you know why like my mom always does the shit that she hates and this is no discredit to my mom. She's just, like, too good of a person. She works too hard, man. Yeah. Like, straight up. And, like, she's in the office of, like, all dudes, and she's one of two women. And she does everyone's work. Mm-hmm. And she gets paid a fraction of what they all get paid. Mm-hmm. And um, all of her jobs, she does that. She just yeah. takes on everyone's work mm-hmm. and then gets so frustrated and like why is this all on me and it's like dude because you care too much like yeah. these people don't give a fuck about you right you know and um that's kind of a little of a tangent but no uh, that that's a great example of that and i i think that that stereotype in general is all too common of just like that situation of a stay-at-home mom being being kind of i don't know demonized. yeah demonized for doing some of the hardest work absolutely any human ever has to bear and like i i see on reddit there was a story on um if you if anyone likes like reddit stories and like things like that two hot takes is a great podcast to listen to she like really deep dives into a lot of different reddit reddit stories but this man went in 
um, the Am I the Asshole subreddit. Subreddit. <coughs> Sorry, I swallowed the wine wrong and now I want to die. Yeah, Riesling. <coughs> Relax yeah. Riesling at Target. Amen. Smacking. It, it's great. Um, so this man goes on to the Am I the Asshole subreddit and goes in to say, like, Am I the Asshole for, um, for taking, or for, I forgot exactly how it went, but she really wanted a few days to herself she wanted to go like on like on like a spa like retreat with her like girlfriends Mm -hmm. and just like hang out for a few days and he would have had to take off of his job for a few days god forbid god forbid so he goes in to say that this is nothing the same like he doesn't understand how he's just supposed to drop everything and take care of their children that's going to be way too much for one person to handle (laughs) and i'm like Hang what? on. What? You're Pause. listening to yourself right now, right? <laughs> like, you're understanding that she does that 24-7, Every right? Every day, bud. Right. Every day. So you have paid vacation, and the yeah. wheels still spin when you're gone, dude. Exactly. You could die right now. Yeah. And your company would be fine. Exactly. You're, they would replace you the next day. And so, uh, yeah, it's like it's those types of ideas that are also rooted in, like, gender roles and misogyny that believing that women cannot provide for themselves right. so therefore i'm going to weaponize the fact that i'm your financial provider even though you provide for my children right. who are half of my fucking life right like yeah. if not more i don't know it, d- it doesn't make any sense yeah it, it's a very like common trope though that that occurs so um that's a g- yeah good example of a home life one um moving on though what should men do if they have questions um tweet me bro <laughs> tweet me say de la hoya i'm private but i'll fucking respond oh my god i'll set your ass straight yeah i love i i think that men not necessarily just like asking if certain things are okay because like to a certain degree your like social radar should probably have some remote clue as to like yeah. what is okay to say and what isn't right but if you are genuinely confused about like like why is this wrong? Why is this wrong or you need like validation as to why something why is you feel okay like you or be right? right or why yeah exactly. Yeah, tweet me. <laughs> yeah. I'll set your ass straight. It's there's no harm in just looking, but oftentimes asking just women you surround yourself with won't be of benefit to you because more than likely they're going to feel a pressure to have to like succumb to whatever mm-hmm. y- they think you would want to hear. Yeah. Because you're you, and because you're not a woman, and you wouldn't understand the fact, like, that whatever you're saying or wanting to do is extremely wrong. And that could take me down a whole nother road of when women do voice that something is not right, or something, then they're a bitch, or they're hormonal, or they are, like, they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Those types of comments. Yeah. It's all the time. Left and fucking right. And it's. Like I That's another one who's like, Why is she left and right? Yeah. Like, what do you do? I'm trying to fucking have a good time here. Right. Yeah. And yeah, those are the types of comments that like believing that women can't just have have certain things that upset them and not feel heard or not feel just like validated or Mm -hmm. even just like respected. 
then to assume that it's because there's a chemical imbalance in my brain yeah, that's, that's causing it to be yeah. so rather than you just being a fucking asshole right. at the moment like that is an issue and that's and that's something that affects women on a daily basis of like needing to like tone yourself down or water down your opinions or even backtrack this was something that i saw the other day on some like weird like hr instagram that i follow <laughs> but it was like a feminist hr thing i don't <laughs> i don't fucking know so it was it was talking about how um like second guessing the way that you feel and so oh. y- so like okay. not that weird yeah i thought you were on some weird like no like hr tiktok yeah. <laughs> no so it was like it was talking about how a lot of times, like, in meetings or in group discussions or whatever, women will bring up ideas and then say, I don't know if that made sense. Literally after they just finished their idea. After a very, very sensical, like, well-thought-out opinion or yeah. thought or idea came out of that but woman's like, mouth. But, like, maybe, I, I don't know. Or, but yeah, like or I, I, don't I, I don't know. know. Like maybe a woman you know, that actually does know. Yeah, <laughs> that is perfectly right, qualified. That definitely knows. <laughs> yeah. We'll utter out. Well, we'll maybe be, like. Maybe. No. I, I don't know. No. It's. You know. It's just an idea. Right. So, and I I catch myself doing that all the time. Yeah. All the time. Me off. <laughs> I just, I, my friend Fiona, and if she listens to this show anymore, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> but she, she, uh, one of her professors caught her doing that a lot mm-hmm. and just looked at her and goes, no, you do know. And now she says that to herself all the time. Oh, I love that. Anytime that she says, well, I don't know. She goes, no, I do no, know. No, you do know. Yeah. And then it it empowers me to like want to yeah. just be more firm in what I'm saying or what I'm talking about. And I, I like that a lot. Okay, you think about that one panel you were at with the A&R from Interscope. Mm-hmm. What was the one takeaway that you told me? I That was a great, great panel. That's a great point, too. And that, that A&R for Interscope. Yeah. That brought up. Yeah. The baby. Yes. Little baby. Yeah. Schoolboy Q. School like uh, big name. Moneybag Yo. Like, like there was a name. bunch of like big like hot ticket names right what now in hip hop and rap. That you told me. Yeah. I I really like that too. She uh, there was a woman that was sitting right in front of me, who um I connected with on LinkedIn afterward because I thought she was I thought she was super cool, and she went up to the mic at, during the Q and A portion of the panel. And she said, you know, I hate the whole concept of, like, women in music because, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It's like, just I'm just like I'm in music. In music like, I'm yeah. allowed to be in music. Yeah. But at the same time, like, in the hip-hop industry, yeah, especially. Especially male-dominated. Male-dominated, like, hip-hop industry, there is a lot of, like, you know, certain implications around me as a manager wanting something or requesting Mm -hmm. payment or Mm -hmm. doing x y and z that people feel like men particularly feel like they can walk all over and they can maybe bend your rules a little bit or take advantage of you and the lady from interscope she has worked her way from the absolute bottom like she's a badass like dominican woman from the bronx like she she she's a badass and she like looked at the girl and she was like my only advice is be a fucking bitch and that was it. Was <laughs> it was so good. It was yeah. just so well done. And, like, I I just think that women need to 
take firm stances and that that's going to be a really really hard thing to do when your male counterparts aren't even making half an attempt to try to understand what you're going through or yeah. what you're trying to say or like understand your perspective but it'll start yeah it'll, it'll start stick. and it'll stick yeah. and i think that that's something super important too that we need to that everyone needs to consider is the fact that like men have to start it because you have the upper hand men have to start the conversation they have to start the checking their friends behavior which is going to be the hardest part and i watched a great ted talk a few months ago about how it's not women's like a woman's job to challenge these ideas it's it's not her job to necessarily like even question these ideas and in themselves because they don't come from her they come from the the powers that be or like the masculine powers that like have decided that they are superior and so it it comes down to men deciding that exactly challenging each other to be better and challenging each other it's like why do you think that way yeah and like why do you why do you believe that that's like a good idea or why do you believe that that's something that you are allowed to say and that goes for really anything like in when it comes to like social yeah. like social um inequalities no racism yeah just like any any thor- sort of thing like that it comes to the people like white people need to challenge each other when it comes to like uh, other white people talking down on people of color those are the types of conversations that need to start yeah. and then oh when it comes yeah this great fucking reddit post Okay. So it was uh it was in Texas, I think it was in Galveston. And this guy, no, it was on Facebook, bro. It was on Facebook. Oh this God. guy goes, "Hey, just moved into the neighborhood. What's the situation with the blacks?" And someone in the neighborhood goes, "Uh, yeah, we have a few, and they're just as loved as anyone else in the neighborhood. Mm. Um, I would check that shit at the door before you finally move in." And then the dude just—he didn't even respond. Yeah, it's it literally as simple as that. Exactly, things like that—that that are people just realizing that not everyone agrees with them—makes them uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's and good, the shit should. I love. It should. Yeah. Should absolutely. Yeah, like I—I I just love when people start to check one another in that sense. Like that's the—that's the first step. Is just. Well, I love when you send me TikToks, <laughs> and they're just like, shit, the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, it's just like, ch- checking the comments on things like that, like in the social media era, like, being able to see the people that are like, hey, no, no one agrees yeah. with you. Or hey, like, no, no one else feels this way. Yeah. Or like, we don't feel that way, and you shouldn't feel that way either, because... Yeah. Yeah. Usually I'm like pretty witty. Um I just haven't like been able to like get off the cuff like fast enough, but there's this I told you about this one with um Johnny at work. There's mm-hmm. this kid Johnny that I fucking can't stand in his yard. And uh we were just chilling and he's looking out in the parking lot and there's like this busted ass like Toyota Corolla from like 1992. And this girl gets out and she's got like his her Louis Vuitton bag and this that and another. And he's like, look at that girl, man. She's so fine. She drives that dusty ass car. And he's just, he's like, sc- like loud. Like you could hear yeah. it throughout the restaurant. He's just like being obnoxiously rude about this girl. And I'm just like, Johnny, 
Didn't you Uber work today? <laughs> Don't you not have a car? He's like, yeah, yeah, but bro, but bro. It's like, but you don't drive, right? Yeah. Like, but bro, but no, you don't have a car, bud. Yeah. Like, you don't have I one. love that. Like, I shit love like that. that. I think people need to do more shit like that. Yes. And just be like, look, you know better than anyone else. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. And that's that's the shit I love, too. And when you told me that story, it just. And you've checked me on that shit, too, you. all the time. And not all the time, I'm not going to say all the time, but I remember a few instances where you're just like, who the fuck do you think you are? And I'm like, I think I'm me. <laughs> and you're like, no one gives a fuck. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> that's the reality. I, I think that oftentimes, like, I, I don't want to constantly be putting that into perspective, but I think a lot of times men believe that women are on display or like, attempting to entertain them right, right. with just existing right. so i and I, that that is an issue that fall that holds true like in a lot of different sexual predator shit yeah that holds into a lot of different situations yeah. and that they are being personally attacked by a woman just existing just ex- yeah. yeah and well that goes even back to like the dress code shit yeah that goes yeah that I goes i wanted to yeah. mention that when we were talking about that it's just like it's uncomfortable as a guy to know that that's like the Genuinely, the uh-huh. root cause of why we're doing this is because guys can't control themselves. When in fact, I've never had boners in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, bro, because you're 40 and your fucking wife's ugly, you gotta look at this 16 year old. Like, I think you're the issue, dude. <laughs> like, just plain and simple. And uh, I also firmly believe that one big thing that falls into that whole idea is that. Um, where was I going with this? I lost track. He, he showed me a picture of his brother who just had to shave his head <laughs> for work. And he looks like Curious George. And I just think he it's really, really yeah. funny. He's a, he's a cutie. Oh, my God. We were talking about sc- dress school codes. Yes. Old um, men being creepy. Yes. Sexualizing. Yes. Oh, th- here's the point. So back when I was working on all of the dress code shit, I was realizing after the first few meetings that we had that certain points weren't landing and there was a lot of recourse and like you know just like negative feedback on points that we made that were strongly standing with women that felt uncomfortable being sexualized in the context or in the scope Mm -hmm. of the dress code but the only time from the predominantly male school district board that I got positive feedback on what I was attempting to say was when I addressed the fact that it should be should be offensive to young men that they feel that they're being like creepy or the the assumption that they are so animalistic mm. that they can't control themselves when they see a bare shoulder and that is the first time that I, I received spot like positive feedback yeah from that school district from basically board, basically a fucking jury of old white men. R- literally, it I. is. I.e., the school board of yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah. So. Which is just weirdly located, by the way. Oh yeah. It's in a weird. It's spot. like in a weird, like old Sears parking lot. Yeah. It's very strange. But um, yeah. So I I think that if if none of these points, if me saying to you that like women should also receive the same treatment as their male counterparts they should receive the same payment they should receive the same opportunities they should receive the same like respect and um expectation of doing well 
If that is not enough for you, me saying it should be offensive to you that you are held to the standard of being so uncontrollable and animalistic and just flat out disgusting that you can't control yourself around women that may be doing well or that may be looking well, like looking. Yeah, you should be embarrassed. Yeah, you should be embarrassed and you should be upset that that is like the the assumption that you are threatened by that behavior exists. That should be what and is, it is the problem, and that yeah, and that should be the yeah, that should be embarrassing for you. Um, let's yeah, we'll try to get a move on here because we we are oh, this is a good one. Yeah, this we're going to strong. Florida, so yeah, we're fuck y'all. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> 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 we'll do one more point and then we'll we'll wrap it up. But dating and misogyny. Um, this is one that I've been thinking about a lot not because he's misogynistic towards me he's great and he's learning so much and i love him so much yep he's fantastic he no (laughs) 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 shut up (laughs) no he's great and he's wonderful and he treats me with respect and is wonderful no i get to brag (laughs) about you whenever the fuck i want to so shut up um (laughs) but just thinking about um in the terms of dating and relationships and misogyny and the ideas that surround that when you're growing up especially I think there's this trope of like, oh, my girlfriend's being a bitch, so I can't do X, Y, and Z. Or like, Smart. you know, like, <laughs> yeah, just the idea that like she is the issue, the issue constantly. Right. And while I'm not saying that all women are saints, there are women that are manipulative and that are, you know, that are can be abusive and gaslight and gatekeep and girl boss. And girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> and so there are women that do a lot of different manipulative and awful tendencies and like have those tendencies in relationships. But um, I also think that they're when we're growing up and we're like starting to figure out what the fuck a relationship is mm-hmm. that a lot of times that the woman is weaponized or like demonized, demonized for being the issue. I feel like that's generational too. Yeah. Oh like yeah. Oh, my old hag. Yeah. My old lady. Yeah. I mean, I say old lady endearing, like in yeah. an endearing way. Yeah. But um, I also think like people, I don't know, in very traditional backgrounds, I feel like men are conditioned to, women are, they're an issue, they're emotional, mm-hmm. and they have lots of problems, and they just want to like talk about their feelings and whatnot, mm-hmm. and like, guys don't do that, we just rub dirt on it, and I mean, when we started dating, that's pretty much how it was, I just mm-hmm. didn't talk about anything, and I was just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, growing up, you're kind of just conditioned to be like, oh, man, um, you know, this girl's being a total bitch. I can't go out with the boys tonight. And it's like, what the fuck does she have to do? Get in your car and go. Or, like, or why doesn't she want you to go? Oh, like, maybe, you know, it's my parents' anniversary dinner, and I would really, really like you to be there because it's a good look for my family to have you there. And then to be like, oh, well, she's a bitch. Like, I can't go, like, go go watch football at beat-ups because she's, yeah. So it's just like shit like that, just like very, s- I I don't know. It it can be really really problematic in the long term because then it resorts to resentment, resentment, and, and then also like her feeling like she can't ask anything of you right. because she's afraid of how problem. she'll come off. No. 
and I I found that in like other relationships that I've had too of like I was always afraid of requesting anything or like Mm -hmm. expecting anything better Mm -hmm. because of the few times that I was like demonized to his friends of like well she wants me to do this and like yeah I it just fuck you for that the other day we were at um this is kind of gross we were at my friend's uh baby shower and he was having a literal hissy fit like a man hissy fit about him having a daughter but that's not the point that i'm gonna make that's a whole nother story yeah we can go back to that if you want (laughs) but the point i'm gonna make is that you're like oh your friends think i'm such a bitch because oh i fucking lost in fantasy football i pay 75 dollars a year to have friends and i lost this year so i got a toilet seat and my friend mikey said oh you got whooped this year whipped this year like you are with your girl and it really rubbed lex the wrong way and um on the car ride home she's like oh your friends think i'm such a bitch like you whipped this that another and i was like fuck them dude it literally doesn't matter and i was seriously upset with you because you took that shit to the dome and that's they can think whatever they want but as the man in the relationship you have to understand that like you have to care about her feelings and validate her that it's like that's not how it is yeah and um I think the main issue wasn't necessarily that, like, maybe that their opinion of you would change. It was more so just the fact that they had that opinion in general. Or not not even just of me. I don't care what they think. I see, I see. But, like, in general, that that was the idea that, like, maybe – and these are people, like, note, too, that he's, like – I don't know, kind yeah, of di- been distancing distant. from. Yeah, pretty distant. And maybe it's just the idea that maybe you don't have a lot to right. talk about right now. Or right. maybe he just doesn't want to hang out with you. Yeah. And, like, that is another thing, too, with, like, my friends of, like, and I think a lot of relationships experience that of, like, you know, if you get really, really codependent, you can, you know, turn to your partner as, like, being your only friend in the whole world. But... On the flip side of that, it might not always be that case, and maybe right. you're just realizing, like, hey, maybe we want to make new friends, right. and maybe we want to try out different stuff because that just works better for us, right. and like we realize what we value and what we don't value as like a unit, as a, p- as a unit, and as like individually, right? As well. Yeah, and just like changing your ideals over time is not the worst thing in the world. So that I think was like my main thing is like are people not self-aware enough to realize that maybe it could be them? Yeah, you know what I mean? it could be them. And maybe he's better off. <laughs> yeah. And they just don't see that. Or maybe, like, yeah, he's just happy. Yeah. And that's a different, you know, that's, that's kind a of a side a tangent yeah. away from misogyny. But I also think, routing back to that, that, like, a lot of times abuse roots in that in itself. Yeah. Uh, the idea that like men are superior beings to women and that they can take advantage of like them physically or emotionally or mentally because they are superior and they they will not women won't be able to challenge that because they don't have the power to or they don't have the strength to or they don't have the resources to or the whatever right they and i think a lot of times like masculine people take advantage of that and run with it mm-hmm. because they see that they can. Right. And, and who's going to stop them? Right. And any opportunity that, like, their ego may be lacking, they can feed into their partners a little bit to be able to get back what they lost. Right. And that's where 
a lot of abuse comes into play mm-hmm. is any time that your confidence or your self-worth or your, um, you know, just like sense of self is lacking, you can feed into your partner and you can take it right. from them. Yeah. And that's where what abuse does. And like, that's how abuse begins. And all of those ideas, I think, are rooted in the idea of like power and masculinity. Absolutely. But. I know that's kind of a heavy way to leave it, but um, I think that recognizing different misogynistic tendencies in the people around you and in the people that are in your job, in your, like in your workplace, your friend group, whatever it may be, and checking them and thinking about like why is this an idea that we've always believed and why is this an idea that we've always acted upon? Right. Versus just letting it and exist. Uh, that's a really bad cough. Oh, God damn it. Like holding it accountable or like. No, no. Not replicated. Not an idea that we endorse. Or just like kind of go on about. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just have let it let it live for however long. And instead of just promote, like. Promote. Yeah, instead of just like promoting those ideas and letting them live, check them now and then and. Mm-hmm try to understand why that might not be the best idea or that might not be something that's necessarily correct or respectful to like What's every type of person. What's kind of sad about it is it's almost just like, can we just be humans just for a minute? Yeah. Can we just be a person? Right. Is that really hard to ask of you? Yeah. To just consider other people. Consider consider other people and also consider the duties that they have and consider consider the path that they've taken to be where they are and even just reverting back to the like stay at mom like stay at home mom idea of like Mm. considering the work that needs to be done in that role in order to have a successful functioning family unit like those are all things that super need to be considered in day-to-day life always every single time there's not one time where it's not applicable yeah Exactly, and I, I think, like, in career position, like, uh, in a career context, too, like, when, um, for example, me working at a music studio and having men in bands and stuff be like, oh, can you go get, you the know, XYZ, guy. the sound guy, like, the male, con- your, your male peer or whatever, you know, they'll say their name and just, like, can you go get him because we're, we're having an issue with this and, or asking me if I know how to do something mm-hmm. very basic and simple and it's, like, have it, has it ever occurred to you that I might not have my job <laughs> if it weren't for me knowing <laughs> how to do it? And those are just things that need to be, like, considered, yeah. uh, like, in an outward sense. So I think that those are all um, great considerations and things to maybe challenge on. And I'd love to do a two-parter for this one yeah. eventually. Um, I'd like to say a little something. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a fucking dick. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. It's season three. I'm so excited for all the guests and all the new segments and new bullshit that we have lined up. I'm I can't wait. I um, it's gonna be a good one. And I'm not done with the show yet. You're right. <laughs> all right, Vimbos. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this one, and we will see you all next time. Bye. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs>